from the east coast and the sunny shores of South Carolina. Welcome to Dark Reality. We'll be discussing the unknown from cryptoids to conspiracy theories and unusual happenings. I'm your host, John Ringo. Welcome to Dark Realities. Good evening, and welcome to Dark Reality. Our subject tonight, Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper terrorized London in 1888, killing at least five women, all mutilated, their bodies in an unusual manner, indicating that the killer had a substantial knowledge of human anatomy. The culprit was never caught or captured or even identified. And Jack the Ripper remains one of England's and one of the world's most infamous criminals. All five killings attributed to Jack the Ripper took place within a mile of each other, in or near the Whitechapel district of London's east side. From August 7th to September 10th, 1888, Several other murders occurred around the same time period have also been investigated as the work of Leather Apron, another nickname given to the murderer. A number of letters were allegedly sent to the killer from the killer to London Metropolitan Police Service often known as Scotland Yard, taunting officers about this gruesome activity and speculating on murders to come. The moniker Jack the Ripper originates from a letter which may have been a hoax published at the time of the attacks. Despite countless investigation claiming definite evidence of the brutal killer's identity, his or her name and motive are still unknown. Various theories about Jack the Ripper identified have been produced over the past several decades which include claims accursing the famous Victorian painter Walter Sickert, a Polish immigrant, and even the grandson of Queen Elizabeth, or should I say Queen Victoria. Since 1888, more than a 100 suspects have been named contributing 
to widespread folklore and ghoulish entertainment surrounding the mystery. In the late 1800s, London's East End was a place that was viewed by citizens with either compassion or utter contempt. Despite being an area where skilled immigrants, mainly Jews and Russians, came to begin a new life and start businesses, the district was notorious for squalors, violence, and crime. Prostitution was only illegal if the practice caused a public disturbance. And thousands of brothels and low-rent lodging houses provided sexual services during the late 19th century. At the time, the death or murder of a working girl was rarely reported in the press or discussed within polite society. The reality was that ladies of the night were subject to physical attacks, which sometimes resulted in death. Among these common violent crimes was the attack of English prostitute Emma Smith, who was beaten and raped an object by four men. Smith, who later died of paralysis, is remembered as one of many unfortunate female victims who were killed by gangs demanding protection money. However, the series of killings that began in August 1888 stood out from other violent crimes of this type, marked by sadistic butchery. They suggested a mind more psychopathic and hateful than most citizens could even comprehend. Jack the Ripper didn't just snuff out life with a knife. He mutilated and disemboweled women, removing organs such as kidneys and uteruses. His crimes seemed to portray an abhorrent for the entire female gender. Jack the Ripper's murder suddenly stopped in the fall of 1888, but London citizens continued to demand answers that would not come even more than a century later. The ongoing case, which has spawned an industry of films, books, even TV series. The ongoing case, which has continued to amaze different countries, different peoples all over the world. 
the lack of evidence, a gambit of misinformation and false testimony, and tight regulations by the Scotland Yard itself. Jack the Ripper has been a topic of news stories for more than 120 years and will likely continue to be so for decades to come. More recently, in 2011, British detective Travis Marriott, who has long been investigating the Jack the Ripper murders, became headlines when he was denied access to censored documents surrounding the case by the Metropolitan Police. According to the 2011 ABC News article, London officers had refused to give Marriott the files because they included protective information about the police informants and that handling, handing over the documents could impede on the possibility of future testimony by modern-day informants. Shortly after 3.30 a.m., Charles Crossing walked through the steaming slums of London's Whitechapel neighborhood on his way back from work. As he walked down Bucks Row, a quiet byway flanked by warehouses and shabby two-story cottages, Cross peered through the darkness and spotted something unusual slumped against the gated stable entrance on the other side of the street. As Cross inched closer over to the cobblestones, he met a grisly discovery. I could not tell in the dark what it was at first, he said. It looked to me like a tarpaulin sheet. But stepping into the road, I saw it was a body of a woman. The victim's skirt had been raised almost over her stomach, and blood had puddled from a wound across her throat. The post-mortem examination detailed the gruesome slaying the murderer had slit her throat twice from the left to right leaving a four inch and an eight inch gash the mutilated victim had sustained jagged wounds to her abdomen The wounds must have been inflicted with a strong bladed knife, moderately sharp, and used with great vengeance, reported the medical examiner at that time, who estimated that the victim had been dead for several hours. 
by the time Cross discovered her body. Although bruises, blemishes, the face and neck of the victim, and a ring was missing from her finger, there had been no sign of a struggle as the victim at the crime scene. And the Bucks Row residents had heard no screams during the night. The authorities identified the victim as 43-year-old Mary Ann Nichols, one of the hundreds of prostitutes who prowled the Warren of Whitechapel Street's nickname Polly. The downtrodden Nichols drank so heavily that it shattered her marriage cost her the custody of her five children, and left her desolate. She moved from a workhouse to workhouse in the run-down East End and even slept nights in Trafalgar Square. When Nichols had finally found respectable work as a servant, she lost her job after stealing clothes from the employer. A friend named Emily Holland had spotted Nichols outside the grocer shop opposite Whitechapel Church around 2.30 a.m. on the morning of August 31st. As the inebriated Nichols leaned against the wall for balance. Holland urged her to come with him to the nearby lodging house. Nichols refused and staggered into the night. An hour later, her body was discovered. She was wearing workhouse-issued clothing and bearing all her worldly possessions, a white handkerchief, a comb, and a bit of broken, broken looking glass. The savagery of the crime shocked Victorian sensibilities. The brutality of the murder is beyond comprehension and beyond description. Reported the Star newspaper. Just two days after Nichols was buried, London arose on September 8th to find that the mutilated body of another Whitechapel prostitute, Annie Chapman, had been discovered just blocks away from the location of Buck's Row. The details of the victim had been reported Chapman had been discovered just blocks away from her counterpart. The details of the vicious murder mirrored those in the stabbing of Nichols 
and the manhunt began for for the serial killer in the year 1888. A media frenzy erupted. A letter sent to the authorities contained facts that would only have been known by the police or the killer. It was signed, Jack the Ripper. The autumn of terror consumed London as two more prostitutes, Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes, were found butchered on September 30th. The slaughtered body of the fifth and final victim, Mary Kelly, was discovered on November 9th. Despite the incredible attention devoted to the case, all trials to the identity of Jack the Ripper reached a dead end. Even over 125 years later, Jack the Ripper remains one of history's most infamous serial killers and a subject of intense fascination that has spawned many investigations. Countless theories have been floating around the true identity of the killer, and fingers have even been pointed at famous figures, including Alice's Adventures in Wonderland author Lewis Carroll. The father of Winston Churchill and a member of the royal family, Queen Victoria's eldest grandson and heir to the throne, the Duke of Clarence. Officially, however, authorities closed the Jack the Ripper file in 1892, and the five Whitechapel murders remain among the most notable cold cases in history. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank everybody for tuning in to Dark Reality. Don't forget to subscribe. Send me an email. Tell me what you think. Until that time, goodbye.